Hi there, thanks for joining us. So I want to talk today about our call to care for hurting sheep, which as we will see is the context for our passage of scripture today. Um, and although I'm, I'm going to be talking about shepherds and sheep, let me just say right at the outset that there is a sense in which we are all shepherds and we are all sheep. Um, in that, you know, we, we all have a role to play in shepherding, in, in caring for God's flock. And at the same time, you know, we are all sheep. Uh, the pastors of the church are sheep, just like everyone else. You know, we also have needs. And in fact, it's uh, people who are doing the pastoring who sometimes can be hurting the most. But we'll come on to that in a minute. First of all, here's Emily, who is going to be reading our text for today, which is from 1 Peter 5, verses 1 to 4. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Thanks, Emily. Now, this motif of shepherds caring for their sheep is seen right through the Bible. Uh, it's a common description of God's care for his people. So we find, for example, in Isaiah 40, verse 11, it says, Like a shepherd, he will tend his flock. And of course, one of the best loved Psalms is Psalm 23, isn't it? Which says, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, Israel's leaders were also identified as shepherds. And some of them, like Moses and David, actually were shepherds when God called them to lead his flock. But some of Israel's leaders were abysmal shepherds. And they had to be rebuked for their failure to guide and to care for the sheep. Uh, they, you know, instead of feeding the sheep, they were just feeding themselves. And so Ezekiel says, you know, that the sheep were scattered. Uh, and it came to a point where in Ezekiel 34, God says this. He says, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep. And of course, when Jesus came, he identified himself as that shepherd. Uh, who had come to seek and to save the lost. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And it was while he was still on earth that Jesus then appointed his first under-shepherd, who was Peter, uh, who wrote this letter. Peter, who had failed Jesus, was then restored by him after the resurrection when Jesus said to him, Peter, tend my sheep. Feed my sheep. And here uh, in this letter, as we have read, Peter the shepherd is now addressing other shepherds who, like Peter, were elders in the church. Uh, elsewhere in the Bible, they're referred to as pastors, uh, which of course is the Latin word for shepherd. And Peter here is appealing them, to them to uh, fulfill their role as shepherds. He says, Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them. Now, the context for Peter saying that, as we saw last week, was that God's people, his flock, they were suffering 
because of persecution. They were being uh, maligned. They were being slandered. They were hurting. Uh, and in this letter, Peter is encouraging them, reminding them that they were following in the steps of Jesus. They were sharing in his sufferings. And so in the same way, one day they would also get to share in his glory. And it's in the light of that that he then addresses the shepherds of those churches. And it's almost like he's saying, he's saying, look, um, these sheep, you know, they're hurting. They need you to be their shepherds. Be shepherds of God's flock. Don't be like those failed shepherds of the past who really didn't care about the sheep. You know, they were abusive leaders. They just wanted to line their own pockets, not you. Now, you're to be like the good shepherds, uh, you know, caring for the sheep, serving them uh, freely, willingly, eagerly, he says, and leading them by your good example. And then one day, when your chief shepherd appears, you can be sure that you also will share in his glory. And they would have understood that um, shepherds cared for their sheep by feeding them, um, by guiding them and protecting them. And of course, one of the main ways that shepherds do that in the church uh, is through God's word, isn't it? Uh, we feed, we guide, we protect the flock by uh, teaching and preaching, by encouraging and exalting, uh, by counseling and comforting, by praying and proclaiming the truth of God's word. Um, and whether in private or in public, whether corporately or individually. And speaking for myself, you know, I consider it one of uh, my greatest privileges, uh, you know, to be, able to, to be able to share the promises of God. And not just from the pulpit, uh, but to a person, uh, a person who may be hurting uh, or even dying, uh, like Charlene recently. Um, it was because I was her pastor that I was able to gain access to see her, uh, that I was able to spend time uh, praying for her and talking to her uh, during those two hours that I was by her hospital bedside. And, you know, honestly, there is no greater privilege uh, than being able to help someone who is dying, whether that's helping them to, to find faith in Jesus or uh, reminding them of the promises of God, uh, that nothing, you know, not, not even death uh, will ever be able to separate you from the love of God that is yours in Christ Jesus, uh, that his loving presence will never leave you that even you know that death it, it really in a sense is just like a blink of the eye as you awaken in his presence to see him face to face where all your suffering will be gone and you will know unimaginable joy and bliss as you come to share in his glory um, you know there's no greater privilege than being with someone uh, who is dying and helping them with that to as they're standing there as in a sense on the brink of eternity you know it really does put everything into perspective um, now of course you don't need to be a pastor to do that uh, that's a privilege that we all have and i'll come back to that in a minute uh, but at the same time we you know we do need pastors the Bible is very clear that, that God appoints these shepherds for the good of his flock. So in Acts 20, uh, when Paul is addressing the uh, Ephesian elders, he tells them to take care of the flock. 
uh, that the Holy Spirit had made them overseers of. Uh, later on, he was to write to the church in Ephesus uh, to tell them that pastors are gifts of Christ given to the church uh, so that we may all grow up into the fullness of Christ. Now, sadly, there are many uh, scattered and hurting sheep out there uh, who have given up on the church, uh, who may just be meeting with some friends in a home uh, because of their experience, their bad experience of church leaders, uh, or, or tragically in some cases because of abusive leaders. And if that's you, uh, I am so sorry that that has been your experience. You know, that's, that's what Peter is warning against here. Uh, you know, there, there are enough things to hurt us in the world without being hurt by church leaders. Uh, you know, they're the ones who are supposed to be helping us with our troubles, not adding to them. So I can only encourage you to forgive, but not to give up on the church. And when I say church, I'm talking about, you know, this local uh, body of believers with appointed pastors. Uh, because even with all her imperfections, the church is still the holy, radiant bride of Christ who he loves uh, who he is uh, beautifying and perfecting, and he's called you and I to be a part of that. And uh, please know that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not suggesting in any way uh, that uh, I myself uh, am perfect, right? I mean, I have my own thoughts and failings, and so uh, please forgive me for the times that, that maybe I failed you uh, or for the, for the things I've done that maybe where you have felt let down. Um, you know, I really want to strive to be a good shepherd. People need good shepherds. It's what God intended. You know, there was a time when uh, Jesus looked out on the crowd and it says he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And, you know, there are so many in our modern world today who, who feel like that who are harassed and helpless, uh, lost and lonely. You know, people who are being led astray in a culture of, of self-indulgence and selfish individualism. And, and now with this pandemic and all of the issues that we are currently facing in America, where there is uh, so much anxiety and, and anger and fear, so much that threatens to divide us, as, as well as the feelings of isolation and loss, you know, the loss of things that maybe we once enjoyed. I like being together. Uh, you know, there's a grieving. I think some people uh, feel like they're alone in their grieving, but actually, you know, we're all grieving in some way. So there's never been uh, a greater need for true shepherds to be raised up than in these days. Uh, hurting people need good shepherds. I know I do. And that's why I'm so thankful for our pastoral team at New Frontiers Church. Uh, as many of you know, the elders of our church, of which I am one, have chosen to pastor as a team of men and women uh, who not only care for people through God's word, uh, but through building relationships of love and trust and who are an example to us through the way that they serve and the way that they follow Jesus. 
You know, when this COVID crisis hit, they all stepped up to shepherd the flock. And I, you know, I'm just so proud uh, of my colleagues in, in what they've been doing. Uh, whether it's been encouraging people through these video devotionals um, or, you know, uh, calling up people, uh, praying for people, visiting people, uh, caring for people in need, uh, you know, organizing and leading groups, keeping us all connected. All the so many different ways that they have been serving, uh, seen and unseen. It really is another privilege that I have to be working with such a, a great team of people and uh, so I just want to give a big shout out to our pastoral team uh, to Lee Powell, uh, Shane Ikeda, uh, to Sue Zeely, Sam Poe, Henry Cooley, Lissy Cooley, Gareth Forsey, Ray Forsey and to Alka and Bev Mayers who are currently training on our team. And, you know, we sincerely hope that we have been good shepherds through this difficult time. And, you know, that it's certainly been our prayer and our desire. Uh, but we know that we're only human, right? We know we're not going to get everything right. Uh, and we don't see everything. You know, there, way, there may well be people uh, who are in need um, in our flock, you know, people who may feel neglected, um, people who might have fallen between the cracks. And all I can say is if that's you, please, we want to hear from you. Do get in touch with us. Um, but, you know, uh, it's actually something that we, all of us, have a part to play in. And so that's kind of brings me back really to the point that I made at the beginning, uh, which is there is a sense in which we are all shepherds and we are all sheep. So, uh, before I conclude, let me just talk a little bit about that. First of all, there is a sense in which we are all shepherds. We may not all be called by God to be pastors, but we can all be involved in pastoring uh, because actually we're all called to be ministers, to serve one another and to serve the world around us with the gifts that God has given us. And part of the pastor's role is to actually release people into that ministry. Uh, it's what it says in Ephesians 4, where it says that the ascended Christ has given gifts to the church uh, of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. Uh, and what for? Well, it tells us there in verse 12, Paul says it's to equip the saints for works of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. He says it's from him, from Christ, that the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Right? Every member of the body of Christ has a part to play, uh, a work to do, uh, a ministry to perform uh, for the good and for the well-being of the church. And part of the uh, shepherd's overseeing role is to equip and to release people into ministry, uh, which happens, you know, through teaching and mentoring, through modeling and delegating and facilitating and releasing. So rather than the pastors monopolizing ministry, actually they are called to release ministry. And, you know, with our plans for uh, multiple gatherings and small groups, 
uh, right now there is a lot of opportunity uh, for ministry to be released with lots of different people contributing with their gifts. But you know, it's also about us caring for people, uh, helping and serving them, uh, encouraging and exhorting them, uh, sharing the promises of God with them. You know, we can all get in on that privilege. You see, the body builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So if you are a member of our body today, I just want to encourage you uh, that you have a part to play, right? You are needed. Uh, we can all be involved in the shepherding, in the care of one another. But at the same time, you know, we are all sheep. And that includes pastors. And I say that because I think many people view their pastors as kind of having it all together, right? I mean, they're the ones who've got all the answers. They're the ones who are going to provide for all the needs. You know, they're the strong ones, right? Well, not always. Um, actually, we have our own needs. Uh, we are sheep as well. And actually, sometimes it's the pastors and their families who suffer and hurt the most. Uh, that's certainly true where there is persecution because it's often the pastors who are put into prison. And even in challenging times like today, you know, where pastors are under immense pressure to make the right decisions, to say the right things, to, to navigate uh, the culture that we are in, uh, knowing that whatever they do, uh, they may be criticized for. You know, that, that is a heavy burden to carry. And I've heard of many pastors over the last few months who have been suffering depression. And tragically, some have even committed suicide, including uh, a church leader that I knew personally. And that's why, again, I'm, I'm so glad to be part of a team that checks in with one another, that we, where we carry the load together, uh, we shepherd the flock together. But we are all still sheep. Um, and in Peter's letter, you know, just a few verses after addressing the shepherds, Peter says this. He says, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You know, uh, roaring lions like to devour sheep. Uh, and in the church, it's often... Uh, the leaders who are the ones that they tend to go after. Um, it's like, you know, pastors and families walk around with a target on their back. Uh, and often, you know, so often it's the family that comes under a spiritual attack and that is afflicted. And, you know, I can tell you from personal experience, it's tough at times to continue to lead the flock while your own family is suffering. Uh, you ask anyone who has been pastoring for any length of time and they will tell you about uh, the reality of spiritual warfare. The enemy knows that if you can strike the shepherd, then you can cause the sheep to scatter. And if the shepherd can be uh, tempted into some kind of moral failure, then that really can harm the whole flock. Uh, which is, again, why I'm glad to be in a team where we uh, can be accountable to one another. But, you know, I say all of this to um, ask you for your prayers. Uh, we are going through challenging times. 
and I'm sure there's still some big challenges ahead. Uh, so we cover your prayers. Uh, please pray for the members of our pastoral team because, you know, we are sheep like everyone else. Uh, sometimes we feel harassed and helpless um, and there are certainly things that hurt us. And while we know that we've got a great and good shepherd who will look after us and, you know, we're trying to set an example uh, by putting our trust in him, at the same time we know that one of the ways that he wants to care for us is through the flock that we are a part of. Um, and so one of the ways that we can care for one another is by praying. You know, uh, praying for God's encouragement and, and help. Uh, praying uh, for his provision, for his protection, uh, for his guidance and so on. And so can I please ask you to be praying for us uh, even as we are praying for all of you. Because we are all involved in the shepherding and we are all sheep. And one day, one day, we will see our chief shepherd face to face and we will get to share with him in his glory. Amen. Well, let's close now just by reminding ourselves of the unfailing love of our good shepherd, uh, the one who leaves the 99 to go after the one lost sheep. That's what he did for you and I. Here's Erica.
相信你，我们。